You're listening to the Eagles Insider Podcast. Now here's your host, Chris McPherson. Welcome indeed to the bi-week edition of the Eagles Insider Podcast. I am Chris McPherson, joined alongside my main man, Alex Smith. Alex, time for a little R&R, you know, after the first couple weeks of the season. A little earlier than we would typically expect, but we'll roll with the punches here. I think we're the people that need it the most, not the players or anybody else. I think <laughs> us here on the Eagles digital side, we're the people who need it the most. Also, Brian Thomas, shout out to our producer, helping make this happen. We're doing things a little different on the podcast this week. Typically, we'll have a guest in studio. And then we catch up with someone who helped that player get to where he is today, whether it's a teacher, a mentor, parent, something along those lines. But we're mixing things up here for the bye week. Now, not too long ago, the NFL released a list of the colleges who have the most alums playing on NFL rosters right now. And if you look at the Eagles and overall in the league, LSU is number one. But if you look at the Eagles roster, we have three guys here from a school you wouldn't expect in North Dakota State. And of course, everyone knows about Carson Wentz, but we have two other players who are both with us here in studio today, fullback Andrew Bonnet and cornerback CJ Smith. So I'm going to welcome you guys in separately so everyone gets to know how each of you guys sound. And the first thing I'm going to ask you, Andrew, is you've had a slightly different road. You signed here to the practice squad right after the final roster cutdown, but you've been with two other teams already. So you finished your career at North Dakota State, you signed with Carolina, and then you spent the preseason with Cincinnati. I was in Carolina for a week right after the draft, signed with them. Things didn't end up going how I thought they would there. Got cut there and picked up real quick by the Bengals and was there for OTAs and training camp. And then what was that experience like having to transition so quickly, not just from one team to another, but then to come to Philadelphia and have to make yet another transition so quickly? I was just excited for the opportunity, honestly. I didn't know how long it could have been between the first two cuts there and then between the second two cuts there also. I was just really lucky to be able to be picked up quickly like that. I'm excited to be here and want the opportunity to play. Now, on the flip side, CJ, you signed here with the Eagles as a rookie free agent right away, and you've been with the team ever since. How has that helped you in your transition to be able to get to know the coaches, get to know the facility, and off the field, get to know what the city is like as well? Real good. Been here since like May. So I've been here for a little while now, getting to know the players really well, uh, the coaches, the style of coaching. I think it's good that I didn't have to, or I didn't get cut or anything like that. So just sticking around more has just helped me a lot. Not bored because I know no places to go around the city. Just little things like that. It just helped out a lot. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but do each of you have five national championship rings? Yep. That's correct. (laughs) It's unbelievable to me. How many people in the history of sports have had five rings as a player, five national title rings as a player. You guys are probably like two of like a handful of people ever to have done that. Where are all your rings? Do you know where all of them are? Mine are back in Iowa at my parents' house. (laughs) Same, but um, Minnesota. All right, I have a quick trivia question for both of you guys. Can you name the teams that you beat in each of the championship games? Yo, yeah. Sam Houston twice, Townsend, Illinois State, and what was the last one? Shoot. Uh, Jacksonville one. State. That yeah. is Very correct. Good. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember the last one. I was like, bam, 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 bam. I was I like, remember oh, the first yeah. Once you win five times, I'm sure you guys are kind of used to it at that point, but five national titles is so incredible. What's the feeling like to know that legacy that you guys have left behind? It's pretty crazy. I don't think anyone ever dreams it's possible that you can win five national championships <laughs> while playing, but... The coaching staff there has done a good job of emphasizing details for the players, and uh, everyone buys in when they get there. I mean, it's like a big family, and they've kept it rolling with uh, some late wins over here, over Iowa and whatnot. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Did the 
level of celebration change? You know, after the first one, it's like, man, we brought a championship to the program. And then by number four and five, was it like, we've done this before? How did that change over the course of the five years? I don't really think it changed. I think the biggest thing, if anything, did change was bringing along the younger guys. The big thing that we have is a championship room at NDSU, and if you're not a champion, you can't go in the room. Really? So, so what's what's this room like? And so it's just a lounge, like a lounge room. They're redoing it. I think they're redoing it this yeah, year. Yeah, they're, they they're redoing it this year. Yeah, and so, so five it's championships allowed yeah. you to do that. <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be real nice. I heard it's like wood grain. I don't know. That's what I heard. It's just a lounge, and it's just a traditional yeah, thing. All the championship teams are up on the walls, hung up there. So we give like the younger guys crap, like you can't go in the room until you're a champion. But it, it doesn't last long, of course. Another big thing is like the alumni. After you win a championship, you want the, all the alumni to be able to come back and go to Frisco and celebrate, just keep on passing on. So now that me and uh, Andrew are alumni, we're hoping that we can be in Frisco when they go to the championship again. And so, what's in Frisco? Is that the site of the championship? Yeah, that's game? the site okay. of the championship game. And so, that's the things that were on my mind. Like, okay, I got to get these guys that were here before them to enjoy the experience of not being a player and being able to watch the championship game again and bringing along these young guys. That's what's changed for me over the years. Were the expectations tough? Did it get tougher every year I didn't really think about the expectations ever I was just going out there and playing really it was just trying to be perfect every day was really what you were trying to do and you're chasing something that's not going to happen but doing the right thing every day uh, you couldn't take any days off that was pretty much all we were doing out there was it something that became that you would discuss it's sort of like all right we've won two in a row we've won three in a row that's like can we keep this streak going can we keep this thing rolling I don't think we ever really talk about keeping a streak alive the one thing that I did remember, though, is we had a speaker come in. He was from Appalachian State, coach from Appalachian State when they beat Michigan. Yeah, when they were on their three-time yep. national championship. Yep. And so he came in, and he was just talking about, I think we just won our third, right? Yeah, we just won our third, and he said, you guys are trying to set history. Don't just try to get forward. Try to get as many as you can. And I think that really set in with the guys that were there. And so we went on to win five, and hopefully it continues to go. Was there ever a playoff game during the streak where you thought this might be in doubt? Because most of the championships were blowouts. Yeah, most of them were blowouts. Um, Except the one in 14. I know there was that. Georgia Southern was one. Yeah, Georgia Southern. They always brought their A game when they came in. Probably our junior year against South Dakota State. Carson had to lead a game-winning drive down in the last minute. Yep. And then Illinois State, of course, in the championship game. Got kind of close in the fourth quarter. Were you guys number one in the FCS rankings that whole time? Our senior year when we lost twice. We actually dropped a ways back there. Mm-hmm. What's a five? <laughs> <laughs> we were all the way down to number five in the country. I think we were still in the top ten, but you know. <laughs> but you're used to being that high. Yeah. Yep. What's fascinating is it's not like you had the same coach. You guys went through a coaching transition during that time. So how did that factor into keeping everything rolling? I think it was pretty much the same tradition-wise. Coach Kleiman, he's been there since we won the first championship, and so I think he tried to He was to keep, a defensive coordinator? Yep. Yeah, he was a – no, I don't actually think he was a defensive coordinator. He was originally the D-backs yeah, coach? Yeah, D-backs coach. D-backs coach, okay. Yeah, D-backs coach. So he was my coach, and during the transition, he just kept a lot of things the same. Everything since I remember when I first got there was basically the same. Curious what the atmosphere was like in Fargo on game days. I know college game day was there once, I think, last year, and it looked pretty crazy. And I think a lot of people who aren't from that area, they hear North Dakota, they hear Fargo, they're not sure what's it really like. So from your guys' perspective, what was Fargo like, especially on game days? I would say it was just as good, if not better, than any FBS games I've ever been to. I mean, our fans are crazy. Uh, They pack the dome. There's not too many FCS venues you go to that they're going to be like ours. You might go over to Indiana State and you're playing in front of 200 people. I mean, it's like a high school game, but uh, no, it's crazy playing in front of the Dome. Our fans pack it every time. Yeah, I think the opposing teams love coming to Fargo Dome because like playing in any other big game, any other FBS game that they get to play in, 
tailgating is crazy too i haven't experienced it yet but just hearing stories about the tailgating is looking cool. to get back and <laughs> yeah. experience that this yeah. next week yeah. yeah this next week so oh you guys are going back for the yeah mm-hmm. bye yep gotta take advantage Got to. gotta take advantage what is the pregame ceremony at the fargo dome they shut the lights off in the dome and then uh we come running out big blow up helmet they got the lights going around and the minute countdown. To yeah, yeah, they got the countdown and then thunderstruck plays. You come out and there's like a bison app or something on your phone. Everyone's got it. It's flashing, <laughs> flashing green and gold. Like everyone's holding it up in the crowd. Yeah, yeah it's that's crazy. It's pretty cool. And it's about it's like twenty thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What exactly brought you guys there? Because it's not like either of you are from North Dakota. CJ, you're from Minnesota. Andrew from Iowa. So Andrew, if you want to take us through first, how did you end up? at North Dakota State. I wasn't really recruited by really any schools. Really, it was North Dakota State. And then uh, Iowa State basically told me I could walk on, and I went with the scholarship offer. But they're good at finding players that are under-recruited. But the thought of going there, you're from the Midwest, so maybe it's not that stark of transition. But for someone like myself, I've grown up on the East Coast. It's like, North Dakota State? You know, I would have these preconceived notions about what it would be like. Did they have to bring you out to recruit you at like a certain time where like it wasn't... 40 below zero in the middle of January to entice you to come there or? Honestly, North Dakota is not all that different from Iowa or anything. So, I mean, I hadn't heard too much about them. I knew of them. One of my friend's parents had gone there. I had known of them, but when I came up on my visit, I just fell in love with the place. Because it's not like they didn't have the wing tradition at that point. I mean, that's what you guys helped start there. So it's different if it's like, this is the best school that's won five straight titles. That would make sense to me. But it's like the whole thing combined, I figured, make it an interesting transition. Well, they had been good before we came there, too. Like in the transition years, it would have been exciting to see if they were eligible for the playoffs those years. I think they would have brought home a couple more national championships because they're ranked number one like throughout the whole couple of years there. I had my recruiting coach tell me right away, he was like, it's one or two years away, we're going to win a national championship, and yeah, heaven. Now, how about you, CJ? You're from Minnesota, correct? Mm -hmm. From Minnesota, but never heard of North Dakota State. I wasn't really recruited, too, just like Andrew. They actually recruited me off uh, one of my teammates. They were watching this highlight, and they saw me on there. I went up there on a visit, and it just felt like home almost. A lot of great guys. The coaches are great and honest. I remember Coach Bowl telling me that he promises that I'll win a national championship while I'm there. And first year, sure enough, we won. So it makes you fall in love with the school right away. Yeah, definitely. What's your favorite memory, whether it's a win, a moment with the team during your five years at North Dakota State? Well, I don't think anybody knows what it feels like to walk out the tunnel every Saturday. Just something that you don't really want to take for granted. I don't know if there's one specific memory. There's so many great things in our five years there, but it's hard to pick just one. So what's it like now watching from afar? Especially with the start they've had to <laughs> yeah. the season, so. Oh, man, it's, it's scary, nerve-wracking. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I was never this nervous as a player uh, actually playing <laughs> in the games, and they're actually that close. I was never nervous, but watching as a fan is just is really nerve-wracking, especially being, what is it, three overtime games? Oh, two. Two, two. Two right two off over, the bat yeah, there. We, we haven't played one in our yeah, five years there. Like, oh, man. <laughs> they start this next season, we're gone with two. I'm <laughs> so. like, oh, man. It's great seeing them be able to pull out those close games because that's what we did when we were there. And so it's a good sign so far. What does it take to win the close games? Because even what we've seen from the Eagles so far this season, like the Bears game on Monday Night Football, evenly matched through the first half, game could have gone in either direction, and all of a sudden – a tidal wave of momentum swung in the Eagles' favor where they got the touchdown, then Nigel Bram got the interception, and just from there, everything just sort of steamrolled. What does it take to win those close games? 
keep doing things right. Keep paying attention to the details. Don't try to do too much in those situations. That's all I can say. I think just going off what Andrew said, one of the guys at NDSU who helps us with that is Coach Kramer. I don't think he gets enough credit. He's our strength and conditioning coach. Basically, when you're a freshman, he like almost breaks you down to build you back up. I remember when I was a freshman, he tells you to finish through the line. And so some people don't really understand what finish through the line means. It means run five yards past the line. And so even if you do that as a freshman, he still calls you back just to see how mentally tough you are. And there's a lot of guys that get there and they're falling down and he doesn't feel sorry for you at all. So throughout like your first year, it's just a building year, a mentally building year. And then so when you're actually put in those situations, you're not worried about much. Is it sort of a process of weeding out the week, so to speak? I mean, I can envision guys go through a freshman year like that, and they're like, it ain't worth it. Yeah. And you find out quickly who's who's in it, and I guess you guys have met guys over the years who just couldn't hang with it. Well, I mean, yeah, that kind of happened with our <laughs> yeah. class. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think we came in with like 30 guys, and I think we finished with like eight from the original class. Yeah. Added mm-hmm. in like a couple more after later in the years, but. There's a weeding out process for a couple classes there. I think they uh, started taking it a little easier on guys after that because they wanted some better retention rates. But <laughs> <laughs> but I guess five national titles later, it all kind of worked out. So yeah, definitely. definitely. Well, that will it'll attract everyone. But the thing is, you have to work to be able to keep that going. It's not like you can come in and just live off of what you guys help build. It's those guys now have to create the legacy for themselves. Yeah. I think they do a good job of doing that, too. Even now, like those first three games, it showed that they're not really worried about the last five championships. They're worried about their legacy and what they're going to do this year. So we're recording this after the big win over Iowa. So should they be ranked in the FBS top 25? Obviously, we know the number one FCS, but have you engaged in that debate with any of the guys in the locker room? I haven't. I haven't personally, but I think after a win over number 13th ranked in the country program, We've been on the fringe for a lot of years being ranked. I know we got some votes 2013. I definitely think we're a top 30 program in the country. Top 25 maybe after a big win like that, you know. Yeah, I'd put them in the top 25 right now. I'm looking at CJ here. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, you got to put them in the top 25. <laughs> uh, I talked to a few people on the team, and they agree, actually. Okay. Every time they're doing something, I, we have a DB group chat, and I just send them a, oh, a really? screenshot of the score or something like, you guys make sure you're watching these boys tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was going to say, because you got Malcolm, got his mm-hmm. Ohio State, and yep. I'm sure he's all bucks all the time. Yeah, Ron Brooks from LSU, so repping them. So who are some of the other guys? Mills but, from LSU, too. Mills as well. So, so. Got, We got Ghost from Wisconsin. A lot of guys with a lot of big schools, but I think they have a lot of respect for NDSU after just the last few years of what we did and then what they're doing right now. So had to ask you guys at least a couple of Carson Wentz questions. I, I assume that you probably knew about that going in. It wouldn't be um, an interview if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have been with him for what? This is the sixth year now with him. Has anything changed? And I'm sure you get this question a lot, but off the field, on the field, is there anything different about him in this spotlight that he's in now? I mean, I'm living with him right now. and I haven't noticed anything different about him. He's still the same guy he's been ever since I first met him freshman year. So you're living with him. I know he's a big hunter, right? Off the field. You don't even know. <laughs> Tell me, I'd love to hear about it. Oh, he's he's got his brother out there every day setting up like six tree stands on his <laughs> on his property. <laughs> you know, he's got all the cameras up, taking pictures. Uh, oh man! You know, he's living for those one-off days. Well, are you, <laughs> can are go you a out. big hunter too? Uh, yeah, yeah. We we so we did not, a little together in college. It's not something that kind of like gets in the way of you two living together. It's something that you both yeah, kind of yeah, enjoy. Definitely. So, what's he like? At home, is it football, 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 or is it pretty much at that point he wants to talk hunting and figure out where he's going to put the new tree stand and all that stuff? A little of both. 
he's still at home uh, watching film every night and doing things like that, watching football games, critiquing other quarterbacks and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely likes to get away from that and talk about hunting. Be with his dog right now. <laughs> so, CJ, what was it like going against him in practice? It was fun. It's good to be able to compete against somebody like that every single day and knowing what type of player he is. So I think there's a lot of competitiveness every single day. Zach Brawl, who was a good receiver, who I want to match up with every day at practice a lot. And so just like things like before the play, you can kind of see like Carson look at me. He's like, okay, like I kind of know it's coming my way and things like that. And so it's just fun. What's it like being a football player at North Dakota State? I mean, is it one of those things where it's like, you guys are the big men on campus, so to speak. Everyone knows who the football team is, or is it you guys are just part of the community? I think it's part of the community. Nobody has a big head, I don't think, like that or anything like that. I think they integrate us well up there in Fargo. I wouldn't say anyone has a big head like that, but, yeah, people definitely know who you are when they see you out in public and whatnot. So how big is Fargo, the, the city itself? Like 100, 120,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what's been the adjustment coming to Philadelphia? Now, you've already had to make a couple moves yourself, but what's that been like going from Fargo to Philadelphia? Definitely not a small town feel anymore, but uh, (laughs) I'm living out with Carson right now. We're out in the middle of nowhere, so (laughs) it actually feels a little smaller for me than uh, being back in Fargo, but just like home for me. And what about you, CJ, since you've had more time to experience the city? Uh, it's definitely different. People in the Midwest, specifically Minnesota and North Dakota, are passive-aggressive, and people here are aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the point. And so that's the biggest difference. It's real. Me. They keep it real with you. Yeah, they keep here, it real. Right? So, What is one thing you guys would say that you miss about Fargo, and one thing that you're like, I'm glad I don't have to deal with this or that from being there? I don't miss the cold. That's yeah, I, I don't miss the wind. North Dakota overall is completely flat. Yep. Yeah. It's windy all the time. Yeah, that's probably makes the cold the worst. Being around those guys is probably what I miss the most about being in Fargo, being around teammates, friends up there. Are there any other guys, either from your class or guys you played with at North Dakota State in the NFL on other teams? Joe Heggs, uh, Indianapolis Colts right now. Okay. Yeah. But it, it still must be crazy. Do you guys ever look around and see two of you guys in Carson just go, three of us? Not only did we make it to the NFL, which is a thing in itself, but we're here on the same team. What's that like to know that the three of you guys not only made it, but you're here together? I don't really think we thought about it like that, honestly. Just like I haven't really thought about the five national championships we won. It's just kind of just going along with the process, honestly, for me. Taking it one day at a time. I mean, haven't really looked around at the big picture really that much. Years from now, they'll go walking around Fargo with their five championship rings on <laughs> the one hand and be like, be like the exclusive club there for the guys who have it. So, well, Andrew, CJ, thank you very much for joining us here on the Eagles Entire Podcast and sharing some light into what life was like in Fargo for you guys and their journeys here to Philadelphia. Thank you. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys.